You're listening to the Dr. Race Show, starring Tony and the AIA. Yo, what up, people? This is your boy, Tony, coming to you again on another episode of the Dr. Braces Show. This is episode number 640. So, you know, it's a show. This is how we do on the Dr. Braces Network. This is the, the flagship presentation of the network, of the site, the blog, any media outlet that we use. This is what it all culminates to this show right here, the podcast. Um... I'm welcome everybody for listening. This is your first time listening. Come back, check us out. If you're a return listener, thank you for coming through. Um, and come back and show us some love. If you are sharing this with somebody and you plan this for them in a the group setting, just let them know that this show gets real reckless and rude. But if they don't like it or they got some feedback, you definitely do that. We have many feedback channels that you can get to. Go to the page. You can go to... Um, to the feedback central there and get all of that information. But Dr. Braces is on is on the app that was formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, it's on Facebook. It's um it's just about everywhere you can go. It's on YouTube. It got a Patreon page that for what it's worth. What the hell just happened, yo? That was the craziest shit ever. Okay, so I'll sit here doing this recording and I'm watching the goddamn Dolphins and the and the Pagers game. And the pay, the Dolphins were lining up to kick a fucking field goal, and a nigga came in from the Patriots out of nowhere, like, and just dashed in, blocked that motherfucker, bro. Like, I don't know where he was on the field, but he wasn't in the camera. This motherfucker just ran across out of nowhere, like he's coming in motion, and then just cut across there and blocked that shit. That was the craziest shit ever, bro. That is stupid. Yeah, he's nowhere near this motherfucker. He was just standing out there. Nobody paid attention to his ass. That shit is crazy, nigga. <laughs> That's why it's All right, man. But back to you know, you can get picked the show up everywhere um, that you listen to podcasts, man. Oh man, last episode six thirty nine. Got into it, man. We had a couple things that we covered in it, man. Just going to go back and circle back to a few of those things, man. Uh, again, if you want to leave feedback, you can always do that. And this is all I'll cover your feedback up in there. Shout out to, to those who listen to the show, one in particular who gave a little feedback on the upgrading audio quality. Thank you. See how easy that was? It was a pretty easy thing to do, man. I sure do appreciate it, man. If you're doing that, I show you love because that's what I do. Don't be critical. Be supportive. But, man, just to recap some stuff in episode 639, number one, Colorado pulled it out last night. Like, I left them dead in the water, man. They were down a couple scores, and I went to bed. Man, I turned that joint off. I woke up thinking that the game was over. Now paying attention, they had actually fucking wound. And uh, went back to see if they won that joint in overtime. Now, with this win, this dog. The sports media circuit is about to be fucking bananas this week, dog. It's about to be fucking bananas. Like, everything that I've listened to media-wise leading up to this week has been before the game. So I haven't really checked anything out since the game because the NFL was the day and, you know, we were doing all that. So some people had a little couple of remarks about it, but, bro, motherfuckers are going to be stumbling over themselves trying to motherfucker get some sound bites and say some shit, take a shot, it's a Dion. 
Likewise, people are going to be lining up, motherfuckers get it to the podium to make some shots about how much they support that man, how much they've always been a supporter, and they don't want to be the ones that they believe. Either way, both sides are really about to be motherfucking taking over this week. So, with that said, another week of college football in the books. Um, FIBA World Cup, I'm going to talk more about that a little bit later in the show. I know I covered the covered that, the fallout of that last week, but <laughs> it seems like there's still some residue hanging around on that motherfucker, bro. So, get ready. I got some more coming on the FIBA World Cup and Team USA. Uh, but, since I brought a college football, time to bring up my last top 10 ranking um, and the results. So, last week, I had number 10. And these are not top 10. These are my 10 favorites teams that if they do what they're supposed to do, they have an opportunity to, you know, fight for a championship. But, you know, things have a way to play out the way. But right now, the way it stands, these teams, if they do what they're supposed to do, they would have had a chance. Number 10, Fresno, they shut out Arizona State. Louisville, they escaped Indiana. North Carolina beat Minnesota. Uh, Wyoming lost to Texas. Miami had some cupcakes. Um, Duke beat Northwestern. Uh, Washington, Washington State also had some cupcake. Uh, Colorado, like I said, is Colorado State in overtime. Florida State escaped Boston College, and Texas beat the aforementioned Wyoming, um, whatever their name is. They beat Wyoming. So those are those teams. Um, I guess I can go ahead and just go ahead and give you my new top 10 right now. My new favorite 10. I ain't going to say top 10. New favorite 10 based on. This is based on this is now. This is where it starts gets crazy for people. Like this don't make no fucking sense. But now I start looking at teams that one, what they've done, and two, what they got coming up. Before I, I didn't really care about that because teams haven't put nothing out there. But now I can start assessing teams based on what games they got coming up. So you start seeing a little change up. So, that being said, there's a few, there's a lot of teams that are on this list that didn't make it back. <laughs> a whole lot of fucking teams. <laughs> Actually, there's only one <laughs> that made it back, I believe. Uh, number number nine this week is Auburn. Uh, damn, I guess I need to bring up who they got before I get on this. But number nine, Auburn um, is on my list. Mm, let's go down to Auburn's. Let's look at Auburn's tail of the tape here. Oh, shit. My bad. Live, live doing this. I suppose I had this already ready to go. Uh, let's look at Auburn, the Auburn Tigers. Auburn Tigers right now sitting at three. And oh, um, they just beat Samford. They also beat is out of um, Colorado, I mean, California, out in out west last week. And they got Texas in. I'm coming up. So hey, do what you're supposed to do. Beat Texas in. Put yourself in a good position where you get ready to play Georgia in a few weeks. So that's number that's the number ten team. The number nine team comes out of the Pac-12. This about to dismantle itself because it's about to explode. Implode is why. Washington uh, put on a show for Michigan State this week, beating 41-7, and then they got Cal coming up. Another big uh, conference game for them. So they got a chance to go 2-0 in the conference. Next up at numbers eight, got a pack, a Big 12 team in Kansas. Uh, Kansas got a big matchup this week. They're right now listening to 3-0. Um, on team note that they beat was Illinois, but Illinois is not that good. Got BYU coming up. BYU is going to be a conference foe, and BYU is also undefeated. 
Next up. Uh, next up, coming to the team, then everybody like, why the fuck do you have them sitting at number seven? But sitting at number seven is called the Shock the Royal opportunity here, which <laughs> they don't have a snowball change ahead because the line got them down at least three touchdowns. At the least three touchdowns. But number eight, sitting at the number at the number seven spot is the Rutgers Scarlet Knights right now. <laughs> Graciano is back, y'all. But if he got a chance, if he played a role of upset here, but they got Michigan coming up. Uh, they recently put up points on Virginia Tech and Northwestern, but now they got the Michigan Wolverines when they're going to go on the road to the big house. Like I said, they are 25-point underdogs. So, again, opportunity to make some moves. They make these win. If not, they won't be here next week. Next up, number six. Six is another Big Ten team. Uh, we got Penn State. They also have beat Illinois and they beat West Virginia. They got a big matchup coming against the undefeated Iowa Buckeyes. So, but Iowa's going to be going in the Happy Valley. There you go. Next up, another team out from out west. We got the um, from Utah. Utah is sitting three and zero right now. They had a little cupcake last week. Um, but they've also beat Florida and Baylor in back-to-back weeks, and they got a big game coming up against an undefeated um, UCLA. They'll be hosting UCLA coming up in their, coming up in their next game. They'll be hosting UCLA, and they are five-point favorites. Number four, we just talked about them um, and their matchup with Kansas is BYU. Um, you know what? I think BYU is the favorite in this game. No, Kansas is favored by eight and a half, huh? Go fucking figure. BYU just traveled to Arkansas, pulled out a win, and uh, before that, they ain't played no fucking body. You know what I'm saying? So that's that. But still, upside for BYU is better for them at number four. Number three, the one team that returns, and it's funny they return because they had some cup last week, and that's Washington State. Got Washington State coming on this list, looking at what they got doing. What Washington State doing this week? What what they got on their list? Washington State, Wazoo, Wazoo. They um, beat Wisconsin, upset Wisconsin uh, two weeks ago. They beat Colorado State bad. You know what I'm saying? And uh, next they got uh, Oregon State coming to the coming to play them. And Oregon State's a two and a half point favorite on this on that game. So. Upset Oregon State, and look at that. Now, yeah, Washington State looking looking good. Next up is another team who we always shit on around here because we don't have that much respect for them because they always get going or high highly, but that it will be um, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So far, they had a couple cupcake games. Um, they beat NC State. Next, they got Ohio State coming. So, they pull out a win against Ohio State. I don't see why they shouldn't be considered one of the favorite teams to, to, to you know, make a little run here. Next up, we got uh, the number one spot. And it's, it's the Big Ten team again. Uh, we got Michigan, who is sitting up here with the opportunity to finally take down a team that, you know, actually has put some wins on the, on the books. Um, they're going to take. Uh, Grant 
them beating records don't mean much in the grand scheme of things. In a matter of fact, in my power rankings, they beat records, they probably gonna slide a little bit. But they play records, give them a finally a chance of playing a team that has a, a winning record. Uh, I don't see them having another one of them games for a while because another the teams they playing now later they have only um, one loss can lose a couple games with them and then further drive them down in my power rankings. So there you go, people. My new ten or teams that have an opportunity. Well, I guess I say they had the best upside. Auburn at ten, Washington at number nine. Kansas at number eight, um, Rutgers at seven, Penn State at six, Utah five, BYU four, Washington State at three, Notre Dame at two, and Michigan number one. All right. Now, let's get to the meat. Get y'all a nice little bit of appetizer, a little little hors d'oeuvre, so to speak. Let's get to Let's get to why y'all came here. All right, so we know how we do do sports. Entertainment and then X-ray content. Get this sports segment. Um, start out, man. Thursday night football, we had uh, the Eagles and the Vikings on the field, and the Eagles pulled out a win. And um, the loss um, running back for the Vikings, Alexander Madison, had a very, very lackluster performance, man. I don't like going to the stats, man. It wasn't the greatest game. It wasn't the greatest game. I know he had a he had turnover. Um, among other things, not very many yards. But in the wake of that, he received some very disturbing responses from the fans. You know, he shared some posts that featured some racist marks and some degrading comments by him committing suicide and also some show on and so forth. You know, the, the team came out and garnered some support for him and you know put forth their, their best effort to say that you know we don't stand for this and that and the other. But man, when these things happen, of course the standard is to say, yeah, yeah, we don't stand for racism and and, and all of this, this 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 type of uh, um, back and forth that comes from the fan. But let me highlight some things because this comes from a, 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 a combination of things that are a perfect recipe to make this happen. Um, number one, social media. You know, I always say the people that are in power that uh, have influence over how things are run and done, they don't understand the, the dynamics of social media. Maybe because they never had it, they never dealt with it. You know, so they don't understand what the players, the media, and, and the power that it has with the public around all of that because it makes the players a lot more accessible to the average Joe fan things that we didn't have back in the day. You know, back in the 80s and 90s, man, you know, if a guy had a terrible game, man, the best you would be able to do is call into a radio show and say he had a bad game. But, you know, that guy don't really get to hear those remarks unless it gets routed back up to them some way, shape, form, or fashion. But for the most part, they don't get to hear that. Social media, is right there. You got the opportunity to go right directly to the source and say, hey, Joe Schmuck, you suck. And people do that. Now, the other part of that too that creates that 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 creates a, a recipe for disaster is the the 
courting and the the, the promotion of fantasy sports and sports betting. Um, the NFL has this, you know, they work well with DraftKings and, and FanDuel and, and they, these 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 sports. Um, the fantasy sports have the daily fantasy sports, and then also like with sports betting, you know. So you got that. So you got people who are now putting, who have been, and even more so, urged to put a financial interest in these games. And we know from what we've seen from gambling and 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 so on and so forth. Sometimes these are not the most mentally sound people. You know, people all the time make these bets and these wagers on these games, and they're not using the the best uh, of of thought when, and they don't they're not also realistic understanding that hey, man, things can go sour, really, really, really bad. So that happened, and then you got the last part with the league. And it's lack of lack of support when it comes to humanizing the players. I mean, because the NFL and football, for what it's worth, is not one of those sports where players humanize one because you know just the dynamics of the sport is the players playing behind all these padding and these helmets, and people don't get to see who they're talking to all the time. Like then you see a guy on the field, but you can't see who that guy is. You like you don't see who that man is. And then on top of that, man, this over the last few years, man, players have had their careers tarnished and ruined through the lack of support for the for standing for the issue that players seem to be important. I don't have to bring up. I'm not even got to directly point to Colin Kaepernick. He's not the only one. Like there's been a lot of things that happen with players when it comes to contracts, when it comes to player health, when it comes to concussions, when it comes to the community around the league, when it comes to owners being fucking shitty people, when it comes to the media saying shitty things about players, when it comes to fucking anything that has to do with the the sanctity of the player on the field versus what everybody thinks about these players and, and how they feel these players should be before performing and behaving. So you get all of that, you put all that in a pot, the social media aspect where, where, where fans have just real general accessibility to the players. You got sports betting where people are putting their livelihoods on the line because of the games. And then you get a guy go out and he don't have a great game. And now this fucking asshole somewhere in the middle of fucking America feel like he has the, the the authority because he got the power to say something out of line to this player that, you know, degrading this man and degrading this young player and, and talking about, you know, whether or not he has the ability or should have the ability to, 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 to draw air on this earth. So you get that, but this and that, that's what this league breeds. You know, so many other sports have this happen too, but NFL so much is because they are in bed with so many things that allow the the, the fucking assholes of the world to feel empowered and emboldened to say shit like this about players because they feel like they have some type of ownership over these players. 
because it's just the way that the league is set up is that the players are just pawns in a big game of all the people who have vested financial interest in the game, and the players are just supposed to do what the fuck you tell them to do. You know, not to mention, you know, all of the coaches and all of the things going on the scheming of the game and, and just the general setup of how the game rolls. But these players, they don't have a great game. <clears throat> now we got to talk shit about them. Anthony Richardson today, for example, <clears throat> got knocked out of a game with a concussion. Top drafted quarterback, franchise quarterback for a team. They got the coach got him out there. Um, they're willing to put him out there, and the coach got him out there, you know, just being like missing everything on the field to, you know, help them win games. Here, when they don't even want to fucking hear a running back. They don't even want to entertain the idea of putting a running back who has been putting up all world numbers in college and NFL on the field to help this young man. Well, no, we good because the cogs of the machine keep rolling. If one player don't do his job, then we're going to just insert somebody else in there to do it. But the thing about it is sometimes the people that you insert in there, man, they don't have to do all of the shit that you ask them to do if you would just take care of the player. Because, again... You're not humanizing these players, all you just treating them again like they're just pieces in a machine. So that's what we get. That's how we get what we are. All right, um, moving on, moving on, moving on. USA basketball, I mentioned them earlier. And I think last week we mentioned that they finished fourth in the uh, World Cup. Man, everybody from Shaq to LeBron James to even Kyle Kuzma dropping off, making remarks about what Team USA needs to look like for the Paris Olympics that are coming up. You know, Shaq came out there, you know, said that, uh, you know, he gave, gave shorter praise for winning the MVP for Germany uh, in the World Cup. And it was like that they need some real real guys to come out there. And, you know, LeBron was like, he planned on being in Paris. LeBron is almost 40 fucking years old. He's going to go play in the Olympics in Paris. LeBron should be getting ready to leave, get out the league by now. And mind you, this is going to be after Paris Olympics is going to be after this nigga has played in NFL and NBA season. Who knows what his body going to be like and how he's going to be motherfucking acting after then. Pretty time going to play another goddamn series or, or, or season of fucking basketball for the way, for the, for the determination of helping. Team USA claim a goal because apparently the stars of the team that they put out there wasn't good enough to compete with the world. Champion of what? USA? Oh, man. So they're going out there putting, they're trying to put their team. I know people talked about <laughs> guys like, like Steph and Clay and, and, and LeBron. And KD, so many other guys going out there and play for, for Team USA. Go ahead and win that gold medal in Paris next year. Um, man, it is what it is, dog. Just oh shit, he took a touchdown. It is what it is, man. Uh, I received somebody suggested that they, I can't remember who it was, suggested that the USA should go back to holding tryouts. 
because this is such an honor to go play for Team USA. It, it's not that hard, dog. It's hard to play your basketball game. You don't win, you don't win, dog. I mean, I know people want to want to have this thing that, hey, look, Team USA need to go out there and win the gold medal every year. But if you strip, and I ask this to the guys, I like if you strip all of the international players out the league, who what team would have the best chance to win an NBA title with no no international players on court on the, on the, in the league? We've gotten to a point that yeah, we got yeah some of our best players are United States born players, but we got a lot of players that are born in other countries, and they're not just European, and they're not just white. You know what I'm saying? You got black players that are born in other countries that are fucking doing shit. Yeah, this is black. He ain't from the United States. And I ain't say he's the greatest basketball player, but he is one of MVP. And a title. So, you know, it is a bit Tony Parker, one NBA title. He's in the league. He's not a he's not a, a US one player. You know what I'm saying? So it it's gonna be interesting to see how they how they gonna shape this team up for for the Olympics next year. Keep in mind, like I said, that is a whole motherfucking um, season that's gonna be in between now and fucking next year. It's not like track. Track just wrapped up the majority of their main season this week, and got people about the guys and women about to go into the off season. You know, rest up, and then when they come back to train for the Olympics. It's gonna be like in the springtime, and the Olympics is gonna be a couple months after they come back out here, start back in the track again. Basketball, they do it for the 20, 23, 24 season, then get to the playoffs and get into the finals. Then the Olympics come up. Like these motherfuckers are wild. Uh, final sports topic RG3. Robert Griffith Jr. I mean Robert Griffith the third. Robert Griffith Jr. Robert Griffith the third. Um now I remember the discussion I had about Alexander Madison and the problem with the NFL. So RG3 played under Kyle Shanahan. Um well Kyle Shanahan was officer coordinator back when he was in Washington. Mike Shanahan was the general manager and the coach. Now RG3 came out on his social media and remarked after Trey Lance got traded from San Francisco that had the now not hit on Purdy that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch should be on the block to be should be on the hot seat to be fired because they took such a big risk on Trey Lance and basically had to blow it up three years later. Now, he has some valid points in what he said, but it speaks more to the lead's validation of what he's saying is speak more to the lead the validation of black quarterbacks, valuation of black quarterbacks, not valuation, valuation of black quarterbacks and the things that they do versus what the white quarterbacks do. And what I'm saying about that is, he talked about how he talked about how 
Shanahan's offense didn't have room for the type of play that he had. Therefore, he didn't have a chance to succeed. Now, I understand where you're coming from. So then, to add into this discussion, a sports writer who covers Alabama football by the name of uh, Clint Lamb had to chime in and wanted to say, well, you know, the reason why this sounds so familiar with with, uh, with, with RG3 is because it sounds like, you know, a quarterback who didn't do that well was replaced by another young quarterback, and the other young quarterback went on to be successful. Mirroring the pretty last discussion to RG3 and Kirk Cousins. Now, the issue with that is this. That's not the same. You know what I'm saying? Because RG3, for what is worth it, whatever you want to think about him and how good or how bad he was as a quarterback, he was never given a, a rifle chance with that team. Because I think people forget that they drafted him in the first round and drafted Kirk Cousins in the same draft. Like, both of them dudes came in the league together. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is still in the league. He's still getting paid. He's still doing what he's supposed to do. RG3 is under the analysis now. Analysis now. You can say, hey, we can see who, who, who was not. We can say that. But I can also tell you that, hey, man, if I'm already looking over my shoulder with somebody who I just brought in here with me, one of the two of us is going to succeed. One of us is not. And then if you design your system around what Cut Cousin can do and not around what RG3 can do, and you never really gave the opportunity for RG3 to, 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 to grow in that system because you wanted to mold him to be what Kirk Cousins was, of course Cousins going to have a better career. This is what it is. Yeah, this is what we're saying. He's talking about the valuation of black quarterbacks and what they do versus white quarterbacks. Now, and I say this because I'm looking at the games today and I'm looking at shit like fucking Josh Allen out here running the fucking football and fucking trying to hurdle, hurdle damn um, defensive players at the goal line for no fucking reason. No reason. Now, for what it's worth, you know, they give Mahomes his 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 badge for being a creative QB and his opportunity to do this and the other. He, he make he make phenomenal plays. They do talk about him. But and it's and the, you gotta look at that in the what is given with. He also is um, a quarterback who has won two Super Bowls. You know what I'm saying? Lamar has won an MVP, no Super Bowl, so you know they still kind of on the fence about what he can and can't do. Look over there at Josh Allen. Same motherfucking conference as goddamn uh, Patrick Mahomes. Hadn't won Super Bowl yet. Hadn't even got there. Once again, the whole bunch of interceptions that we won. People call him, oh, you know, he's just young. He see things he thinks he can do. You know, he can make these incredible plays with his hand. And he just want to try to do it. And, you know, I'm like, oh, so he get the gunslinger uh, label. But you find a black quarterback who makes some of these same decisions and do some of the same stuff and next thing you know, Kirk Cousins in the game. You know. So it is what it is, man. I understand where RG3 was coming from. I'm not saying he he's right in that. It does come uh off as he does have a personal issue with Shannon. 
which I can understand that too. Uh, I've also said myself, I'm not a big fan of what Shanahan manages the game and his QBs. Um, if you look at the quarterbacks that he's had over time that he considered that you consider he had to make them successful, I give it to you. Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy. There you four quarterbacks. Now, RG3 and now Lance are quarterbacks that he had that he didn't do very well with. He also had a couple of other quarterbacks that played for San Francisco during that time period that had decent decent seasons, but not anything great. But they still did that whole whole type of system that he likes to run. Hey man, dude is okay. Is an okay coach. He's not terrible, but we we know what he wants. We know what he wants. So hey, I understand you, dog. It's just mad that you're coming from a place that you know you got a little. Chip on each other. Let's get into the entertainment segment. Oh man. Ah, Soka. Keep on giving us what the people came to see. And especially if you are a, a fan of the Rebel of Rebels and Clone Wars. If you watch those two. You are definitely getting everything that you want out of this series. Because this last episode, man, it fed a lot into both of those series. It did a lot of callbacks to those. Callbacks to those shows. Um, but this latest episode, The Shadow Warrior, it, it resolved a lot of the issues that Ahsoka had with her training with Anakin Skywalker and the guilt uh, that she had with um, doing the Clone Wars and, and then some of the losses that she, you know, she's, a, she's experienced over the time period. To make her more of a whole um, of a characters in this series. Now, my thing about it is the foreshadowing. Is this that whole Shadow Warrior series? Is it a little bit of foreshadowing of things to come where she may have to deal with her own Padawan who did not finish training, going the way of the darkness, man. It is woo, very, 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 very concerning, especially what we feel like they might be a little bit more in tune, a little in sync now. It's going to be, woo. So you got to tune in to Disney. You got to tune in Disney Plus. Check out that, um, check out the soap. And if you watch it, and if that's your thing, definitely let me know how you feel. About where they're going with this. Um, talk about other things in, in entertainment. Talking about streaming services. So it's been come out that people have feel like you know the streaming services, mainly Netflix or serial um, series counselors. And because of this, some some reputable sources decided to go out and make this and see how true or false this was. Um, the fuck? Why are niggas so far about? Um, uh, they studied this and they found out that <laughs> Max, the HBO um streaming plan, uh, streaming streaming company, tends to cancel shows at a much higher rate than 
broadcast TV, my nigga. Like, broadcast TV is canceling shows at a rate of about 30%, right? And streaming companies on a, in a, on a, in a, in a overall, like overall streaming company services are canceling their shows at about 10%. Max is at about 30. <laughs> oh man, it's crazy, man. And then not only that, man, cause like they got rid of Westworld, dog. Uh, Time Warner got rid of Westworld, man. And they took that motherfucker off. Like not only did they cancel, they took the bitch off the motherfucking uh, app. So you can't even go in the app and watch that motherfucker if you miss the series. So, and you know, in the wake of the goddamn writer strike, man, that shit is crazy because you know some of these writers are getting paid um, residuals off of these shows that people are watching in the back end on these streaming services that are still getting views. Well, if you take it out, you take those residuals away because nobody can go fucking watch this shit, motherfucking in a regular term. So there's that. Apple TV. Um, having a smaller catalog have the lowest rate of cancels. They cancellation they're around five percent. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you, know, you got Apple TV series that you like. This is high chance that it's gonna run its course. I noticed it tell last all it ended, but it was an end, not a cancellation. This series just went its way it's supposed to go. I'm trying to get my cigar stay lit, but the motherfucker kept going out. Um, speaking of the streaming services, Tubi. Tubi is an ad-supported um, free service that you can watch movies on. Tubi reported they now have 74 million active users, and it's up from 64 million in February. Um, it also has live TV options, and they report they have over 200 movies and TV about 250 live TV options, and it's growing steadily among young, non-white adults. You're great to go, Tubi. Way to go. And when I say non-white, I know a lot of black people that you may know or talk about some of the black shows on that. No, they specifically brought out other demographic and other ethnic groups other than black who are watching this show that are not white. So when we're watching this channel, watching this, this offering that are not white. So like I said, specifically white under 30 year olds there you go too all right other things before i get to the smut alert things that you might want to want to know about It'd be so much better that I could do this if, if I had the dang on uh, the video app that I use to edit this because those little segments like that were just to deliberate. I could edit the jump right on out. Okay, now. Um, but moving on to some of the things happening in the news. Candace Parker spoke on Angel Reese. Reese was named at, in named Time Magazine's 100 Next. Uh, Candace Park, Parker spoke highly of her on the impact on the uh, sport of women's basketball. They talked about how college can be uh, beneficial for athletes today. You know, saying that you know young women don't have to feel pressure. And in college basketball, they have the right um, right system set up for them. The way the system is, the way the NIL has everything working for them, and they all had, had a pop popularity and the performance on the court. They have the ability to you know make a living for themselves, and they don't have to feel pressure. You know, to try to make it to the league, which is good. 
the league has been like pushing like first round picks to the chopping blocks, man. So WNBA is doing that. But she also said that her stardom has impacted her ability to take in person classes at LSU. And that's wild. That's wild. And I mean, you got to think about it, man. Star athletes have been around for a long time. But now, some of these young athletes are just like coming to mainstream notoriety. Look at, look at Shadur, for instance. Like, you see the motherfuckers at the game? And then the motherfuckers talk about Shadur? Like, Rick Ross shot a video about Shadur. This shit's crazy. This shit is fucking crazy. Must understand what she's talking about. Um, Xbox, Xbox Game Pass Core is coming is coming to the console. Um, it's replacing Xbox Live Gold, which is going to be going away. It's going to be retired. It's going to be a low price alternative. The Game Pass is going to be about ten dollars a month. They have a solid lineup of games, but um, they won't have any um, day one releases. So, it's solid games that you can play for ten dollars a month on Xbox. Um, Xbox Game Pass Core. Uh, a little bit of camaraderie amongst um, young sports stars. Shakari was out there hyping up Coco Golf after her years over win. Uh, just, just celebrating the win, telling her, you know, giving her her flowers, you know, for doing that. And, you know, it's a good look for some of our young athletes who got out here, not even just for the United States, just young athletes that you're going to be seeing in the limelight for the future. You know, unlike what we were talking about with Team USA, where we talking about bringing back these old dudes out here to go out here and win the goddamn <laughs> win the gold medal for Team USA. You know, young athletes out here, man, that we can be looking forward to to go out there and perform at their highest level, man. And it Win the gold, they win the gold, they don't, they don't. But both of them will most likely be in Paris performing. We know Shakara will be out there on the track, most likely, um, when she makes the team. And Coco Golf actually have um, a, an opportunity to participate for tennis. And, you know, just like us sitting back here like, man, we want to win the gold medal in the tennis, man. We need to get Venus to come back. No, we're good. We got some good you know, stars that can go out there. Or when you get, you know, golf was a, a gold medal sport like any tiger. You get a tiger out there. Oh man. So uh those are the things that I in that news segment there. So appreciate y'all for listening to that section. All right, let's get to our tasty black ranking. That is four six eight. Okay. Uh, honorable mention this week, we got MILF. At number 10, we got Lesbianas. Number 9, we got Big Tits. Number 8 is Treesomes. And number 7 is Mom. The mom gets in here above MILFs. And see, next we got Anal. We got BBW at number 5. At number 4, we got Blowjob. Uh, and is at number three, she male at number two, and number one, big ass. So those are your your top rankings right there. Man, let me close out here with my final segment of something I like to call that I'm gonna start calling the gays. And the reason why I call it the gays because <laughs> we poke fun to people on social media, but it is what it is. You feel some type of way, you feel some type of way. But I recently was on. 
video. And I saw this young lady had posted a picture. Nice little picture of her, like thumbs up, double tap, whatever. And the caption says, I don't exist for the male gaze, but any woman who appreciates how I look, feel free to to Google and Google or something like that to that extent. No, just paraphrase it. You know, and I'm like, I'm not mad at her. I understand, you know, if you're not interested in men, that's cool. But we got to the point now we get to tell people who the fuck can appreciate us and how we look. That's like me getting dressed and be like, man, well, you know what? Yeah, it was actually said. Eddie Murphy did say it in the comments picture. He did say, gave me, don't be looking at my ass. But that's like me getting dressed like, man, I don't want no gay dudes appreciating how I look. Don't be looking at me because I ain't with that gay shit. But I wouldn't say that because I don't give a fuck. If a gay dude saw me, he just saw me and he felt like he did. That's cool. It is what it is. I'm not sitting here dressing myself up or, 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 or put myself through the process of, of looking decent and presentable for anybody to motherfucking appreciate me. But if somebody do, okay, cool. What is what it is. So that's why I call this the gays. And it's anybody's gays. You know, if you look good, you look good. God damn it. You know, so that will be coming to the page whenever I get ready to sit down and put that shit together. It's going to be called the section called gays. That's what I'm going to put. And not the gays, as in the gays. As the G A Y S, I'm a G A Y S, but the gaze is the G A Z E. Um, <laughs> I just realized how that can come off like that, but it's just me highlighting things that are some people or some aspects of life that we all have some type of affinity for. Because the thing about it is, having an appreciation of somebody and look good, the most mature thing is to be able to see it. Appreciate it. Go about your fucking business. You got to motherfucking hypersexualize anybody. You got to motherfucking be aggressive with them. You didn't even got to say shit to them. And today, while I was in the grocery store, that's when this came up. Because I figured out something that I want to appreciate. I want to appreciate the short workout shorts. And they're not always worn in the workout environment the beauty of these things is the shortness of these shorts is that they almost look like bikini bottoms or underwear but they shorts and the greatness of it is that the the bottom of the short it 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 comes across in the area where the glutes and the quads meet. I mean, not the quads, the back of the, the hamstring, backside. It's where they meet. And it draws your eyes to that section. And the reason why good is no matter who's wearing them, it gives the, it gives the illusion of some ass right there. The ass don't have to be big because the way they fit, there's no looseness right there. It makes it look so good. You know, when you got the loose shorts right there, you know, it looks. You know, so if your ass don't fit it out, you know, it's just a little air there. But the way these shorts fit, you know, they firm fitting right around their little cheeks right there. They, they cut right on the bottom 
man, appreciation for though the person who came up with that design. They 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 get right to the point. You see it, you appreciate it, you move on. And it don't matter how the woman is wearing them looks physically, those shorts, get a salute from your boy. All right, man. That's all I got for this show, man. I appreciate y'all for listening. I've been all over the place. Game on in the background. That damn block kick that the goddamn Patriots put off here was crazy. The team going back and forth. Most of just scored a touchdown. Uh, the Patriots just scored another touchdown. They're just going back and forth in this game, man. This is wild. Turnovers galore. But uh, thank y'all for listening, man. We're going to get another show coming out soon. Not sure who's gonna be on next time I go around. Most likely, you know, you're gonna at least get me. You know, that's how it always goes. Uh, you want to you want to connect and leave information with the show. Always email feedback at drbraces.com. Go to the page, drbraces.com. You'll see that on the feedback central. You can connect on Instagram, Dr. Braces there, the app formerly known as Twitter, Dr. Braces is there. We got the Patreon page where you can go and become a patron for as little as a dollar. We got something new that's going to come for those of you who might want to be just a little bit more than just a patron. And, you know, just post some things here and the other, man. I appreciate everybody for listening. Um, I got Thursday's post kind of lined up. If you're a patron, you'll get to see it in a nice little edited video package. And if you just, you know, I had just messing around watching, just engaging all the free stuff. You just see the basic version. But with that said, man, I appreciate everybody for checking this show out, man. Uh, again, like I said, I've been all over the place. Hopefully, I got it what I need to say out of the way. And until next time, man, I'm out this thing. Catch y'all later in these streets. Peace. This has been a Dr. Abrasive presentation.